The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like jealousy, ghosting, what it means to learn while you love, and what we can do when someone crosses the line. But first, we have a Surgeon General's warning, which is that <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about i like just recently learned how to spell especially <laughs> oh wow it's a big moment for you weren't you yeah. an english major mm. <laughs> trail off this is just to say that we don't really know what we're talking about please take our advice as you see fit in your life we are just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding and mostly confusing experience that is love Hi, Sam. Hi, Sierra. Welcome to episode six. So exciting. I'm so excited to be here with you. Uh, for the people who are at home who can't see us right now, obviously, this is a podcast. <laughs> but we are both wearing flannel right That's now. Right. And I just want to, you know, share it was, that. It was not intentional, but I feel like there we just like knew in our heads yeah, that yeah, we were yeah. both supposed to wear Yeah, flannel. I'm just trying to set the tone of the episode. That's with right. Our it's cozy. It's the middle of July, but we're flannel. The, <laughs> it's not. It's early August, but we're both wearing flannel. <laughs> Yeah, Which is a exactly. great idea. All right, let's get into it. Great. First off, I want to shout out Charlie Kay, who wrote to us because uh, we asked you all if you had a good first sex experience. <gasps> In episode one. In episode one, that's right. Uh, Charlie Kay got back to us. Turns out there's at least one person in this world who had a great first sexual experience. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I, I mean, we're not going to read the whole thing because like, it feels a little personal. but Yeah. <laughs> But from what it from what she wrote, it sounded awesome. Yeah, and wasn't there another one that said their first sex was great, and then it went all down the hill from there? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so at least two people. Oh yeah, sorry, we can't. We don't have your name in front of us. We'll get it. Get yeah, it we'll shout somewhere. you out again. But hey, great job! Like losing your, you know, socially constructed V card in a great way. Exactly. Meaning like virginity is a social construct. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Did you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks right. for the explanation. I was following. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but we also wanted to have a little check-in because we got this really great question from an anonymous person, um, which we thought was really awesome, but <laughs> really not like advice-seeking. So I yeah. <laughs> thought we would tackle it in the beginning, uh, which is, what should a person know before asking Sierra or Sam out on a date? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm 
blushing. Right? Somebody I'm wants to date us. I'm matching my flannel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, somebody wants to date us. That's right. Collectively, I assume. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, this is a time. package deal. Right. It's really a buy one, get one free <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I am not uh, emotionally well-rounded enough. <laughs> Sam is the real package, and I'm like the broken toy next to him. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's great yeah yeah it's like a buy one get one free package of hot dogs except that the second package of hot dogs is just like an open stale bread bag <laughs> no that didn't work no that's great too i loved i love the idea that i'm just a package of hot dogs yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh first thing to know is that i'm taken so like you shouldn't be asking me on a date probably yeah sam is um can i tell him or no, we're going to save it. No, well, now we have to tell them. Damn it. Do you want to save it? <laughs> no, it's great. I'm getting married in September. Yay! <laughs> and I'm wearing Woo-hoo! a pantsuit. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the wedding party, and um, Sam uh, requested that at least one person in his wedding, like, not even in his party, but in his whole wedding, wear a pantsuit. And CR delivered, as yeah. she always does. Thank you. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm just committed to your happiness. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so Sam, you are taken, you're getting married. That's right. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, Sam is really the only person who makes me believe in love. Also, our producer, <laughs> Big Cats, is also married and has a wonderful wife and a wonderful marriage. So fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Be careful, Just kidding. my dear, that savors strongly of bitterness, which is a line from Pride and Prejudice. Oh my God. We just peaked. We're never going to get better than you quoting Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Okay, Anyway. Back to the question, Sierra. But now I feel like it's just all about me. What do people want to know? Okay, well, I can tell things about myself, too. Okay, fine. Great. First of all, you should know that I'm kind of an asshole when you first meet me. (laughs) Totally true. Totally true. Sam didn't like me when he first met me because he thought I was a stupid, pretty girl. Yep. I've I've come I've come a long way in my understanding of you. Yeah, also and like feminism. feminism. <laughs> but you were young and I was That's right. You know. Yes. In my defense. I was young and stupid and pretty. The <laughs> manager kidding. at that coffee shop had a habit yeah. of hiring yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty girls who weren't very good at their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they weren't very good because of patriarchy, Sam. You ever think about that? Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Just, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. They're, they weren't very good. I mean, he, okay, in his defense, he also had a really good job of like hiring dudes that were bad at their jobs, too. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gender anyway. equality is, is <laughs> anyway, like everybody has a right equal to equal opportunity, be, like yeah. horrible boss. Higher. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sam is kind of cold when you meet him. Yes. But I open up <laughs> yeah, eventually. <you> do. <laughs> Just takes a while. Yeah. I've had multiple people be like, well, you're kind of intimidating, which is like not a compliment. No, it's a great. I love that compliment. No. I love being called intimidating. I think, but as a woman, yeah, for sure. Like, I want to be like in my power. You want to be a boss bitch. Yeah, I do. But also, like, it's hard because I want to walk the line of being a boss bitch and also, like, nice. <laughs> you can be both and respected because, like, if you get too much in your power, um, people try to strip it from you. As a woman, it's true. That is very true. Yeah, so to what else? date me, what do you have to know? Um, words of affirmation, just call me a babe all day and I'll follow you around like a little puppy. Okay, babe. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> I hate you. I've followed you for the past decade because one time you thought I was stupid and pretty, but pretty. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh, yeah, words of affirmation, um, got it. Uh, for me, it's a lot about uh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't necessarily have a type other than maybe, like, emotionally manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Too yeah. real. <laughs> no, but um, I think uh, it's a lot about chemistry. Yeah. You got to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be socially conscious, um, you know. Yeah. Like, you got to be a feminist and you think Black Lives Matter and, you know, immigration reform is. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Um. Uh, you should also know about me that I don't do group exercise. So, like, <laughs> don't ask me to run with you. Like, Yo, that's not happening. That's so timely. <laughs> like, we're not because... playing tennis. We're not going rock climbing. <laughs> like, none of that is happening. <laughs> that is really true. Actually, Sam's fiance that I can now talk about and use the F word fiance mm-hmm. tra- uh, asked me to go to Zumba today. And he's been kind of trying to get me to go to Zumba for the past couple of weeks. And I haven't yet. But I will one day, Sam's fiance. I will. <laughs> 
Even though I'm really uncoordinated. I know. He sent me a snap this morning of him walking to Zumba by himself. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, Sierra didn't go with you. Yeah, sure didn't. Sure <laughs> didn't do that. Um, okay, one more thing. What else do you need to know about dating me? I write about my exes. And you were not comfortable with that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Isn't that that's interesting? That's a whole different level yeah, that like I hadn't being even a, considered. Yeah, being a poet and writing about my life and putting my life out there. I, You might be dating me, but I will write a poem about somebody else. You know, that's just the way the way the the cookie crumbles. That's right. And they also have to know that when you break up, you're going to write about them, too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's fine. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, just break up so I can write a poem about you. It's the new title of our podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Um, also, just one more thing is that like I feel like both this applies to both of us, but it's like the Spice Girls. Like, if you, you want to be, be my, my lover, lover, you gotta get with my friends. Oh my god, so true. Like, don't make my friends hate you. Yeah. Or it's like I'm oh, gonna done choose deal. them. Like, yeah. I mean, you did stay with him for a long I time. Know, even I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to bring him up. I'm sorry. I was young and dumb. <laughs> But very but pretty. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got to get with my friends. Um, Sam is like my litmus test. Like if he doesn't like someone, I'm like, oh, mm. wow. They have someone like tied up in their basement. <laughs> you know, like he's a really good judge of character or I'm just really dedicated to Sam. <laughs> and put you on a weird pedestal. <laughs> uh, that's funny because I feel like I hate all of my like when yeah. I first meet my friends, like the people that they're dating, I'm like, you're not good enough for them. No, I know. Like, but many of them have like grown on me. But when I first meet them, I'm like, Mm-mm. I know. I know. I actually like that about you because I'm like that, too. I just don't think anybody's good enough. Yeah. Um, my sister was like kind of seeing this guy over the summer and I didn't stand up to say hi to him. <laughs> and just because I was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> I regret it, but oh well. All right, let's get into our first letter. Um, hey, Anonymous, who asked in about how to date us. I hope that gives you some healthy tips and tricks on how to woo us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Our first letter for today, uh, we're going to do four again, um, but we're going to just try to keep them mindful of time because we like the length of our episodes. So first letter is going to be from Jennifer Gale from Oregon. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I'm so happy with the release of your podcast and love the content so far. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jennifer, I have a question of my own. And while I don't think it is completely answerable, I'm hoping the both of you can give me some insight. I'm 24 and about five months into my first relationship. It's going really well. And I know we are both very happy, but as things have progressed, I realized that I don't know how to feel love. Mm. It seems like I'm using my boyfriend as a guinea pig for trying to be emotionally intimate, but that's not fair at all. I don't think I know how to love somebody. How have you guys been able to distinguish love from just affection towards another person? I apologize for such a broad question. I just feel like everyone else I know was able to figure this out in high school. And here I am eight years later, sort of sorting it out. It always seemed like it would be obvious for other people, but I just spent all my time in my head searching for feelings or for any sort of answer. I know the relationship I'm in is pretty new and love takes time, but I also feel like I should be feeling more. Thanks for your insight, Jennifer. I love that letter. That's great. And thanks for listening, Jennifer. That's a really good question. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? Well, I will tell you that I'm in a long-term committed relationship and I still feel like I'm learning what love is all Mm. the time. So I don't think it's something that you just like know when you go into a relationship. I mean, yeah. you can certainly feel very strongly for someone and you can say I love you and like know that you mean mm. it. But love is constantly changing. My definition of it as our relationship changes as well. I love that. I love that too because it makes me think about love as not like a uh, a, a permanent state mm-hmm. or like something that you enter, you walk into the building and you walk out. Right. But instead it's like very transient and mm-hmm. um, lucid and ever ch- changing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And because I also think like any emotion there, it's on a spectrum. For sure. Right. And that m- the way I feel love might not look like or feel like how you feel love. Absolutely. So we're asking the qu- the question Jennifer is asking us of essentially to define something that's very specific to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to muse about it for sure. 
<laughs> but like, let's just start by saying I, I think that emotions are intangible and mm. um, elusive and sure. not a one size fits all sort of thing. Absolutely. And I think we live in an over romanticized culture that makes us feel like one day we will wake up and know we are in love. Yeah. Right. Like, sure. like, oh, my God. Cool. Right. And, love and, at first sight. Here yeah. I am. And that's why so many people end up in divorce. <laughs> to be real, though, like, I think that's why we have unrealistic For expectations sure. of relationships is because we put such insane pressure on the idea of love and right. coupling right. and um, soulmates and stuff. Right. And this idea that we should always be sure. Oh, right? yeah. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. there are, no matter no matter what relationship you are in with whomever it is, there are always going to be moments where you're like, yeah. What did I do here? That's because you're two independent beings right. just like shuffling, stumbling through this crazy world, For you sure. know? And so like love doesn't look like or feel like the same thing all the time. But you need to figure out like how how do you define that for yourself? Yeah. What does love mean? Is love, um, you know, monogamy? Is it commitment? Is it um, being dependent on each other? Mm-hmm. Is it great sex? Is it, I mean... There's so many different things that go into love that, yeah. that you need to be able to say, like, what's important to me? Yeah. How do I identify those things? And then how do I know if I'm feeling it? It's deeply personal and, and something that changes throughout your life. Like, I know, you know, now in my 30s, like, I'm really close with my family. And mm. I think if somebody, like, didn't like my family, <laughs> I don't know if I could develop yeah. full, true love for them, mm-hmm. you know? That, that might be a weird example, but I'm thinking about, well, what is love to me right now in my life? Mm. And it's like somebody who wants to kick it with people like like Spice Girl style. Like sure. if somebody didn't like you, I could never truly love them. Right. <laughs> That's just the truth. <laughs> I said that, y'all, with a completely stone cold face. Like that was not a joke. It was really not a joke. It, it, was, was, a it was very threat. intense for me. <laughs> anyway. But that also gets to like the idea that there are other types of love, too. Yeah. Right? Like I love you. Right. But my love for you is different than my love for Peter. And right. my love Ooh, for you is... You just said his name for the first time. Did I? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> um, my love for Peter is different than my love for my parents or Everybody my Everybody go Google Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you should follow him on Instagram because he posts some, some gold. Yeah. You should be friends with him on Snapchat, really. That's where the, oh, the quality that's where content the gold is. is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, Jennifer, also, Sam and I, when we read this letter the first time, um, Sam said re- something really profound to me that was all I'm relationships. I'm so excited to hear what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, like, all relationships in one way or another are guinea pigs. Yeah, for sure. Because, as I've said before on the podcast, we learn how to love people by loving people. It's mm-hmm. it, There's no manual. There's um, no 10 steps that take you into happiness or joy. For it's sure. inc- it's incredibly personal, subjective, influenced by any experiences you had as a young person, mm-hmm. um, experienced by the friends around you, the media around you. Right. But going back to your statement about all relationships are guinea pigs, it's because... No relationship is truly the same. So you are going to into every new interaction exactly as though you had never been in a relationship before. Like right. you're coming into it with new new knowns or new unknowns, I guess. For sure. Um, and we're not saying like everybody's a guinea pig and you should like do medical testing on them right. romantically. You should like man- emotionally manipulate <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, it's so not. Like- <laughs> we're, that's not. I think when we say guinea pigs, we think about like the testing side of things. Right. Um, Although I'm staunchly against animal cruelty, but just for the record, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) If my flaming liberal persona didn't give that away, I too am a vegetarian. Right. Um, But the idea that it's okay that you're not sure how you feel about your partner, as long as you are being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and then with them. For sure. You know, you're five months into your first relationship. This is your first, first, first. You are experiencing things that you might have never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And now is a great time to sort of like set that bar or use it as a litmus test. Like I Mm -hmm. said before, let yourself feel good. Enjoy this love. Absolutely. And just know that you're not alone in this, this sort of figuring things out, right? Like everyone is going through that in one way or another. And it's like... Sleepless in Seattle quote, <laughs> this is what people do. They try on other people and see how they fit, mm. which is, uh, 
I think an important thing for us all to remember is like, we're all sort of struggling through our own relationships in a good way. Like we're all learning and we're all trying to be better and we're all figuring that out. Um, but we shouldn't feel like because it's not perfect or because we don't feel exactly how we think we should be feeling that there's not value mm, in that relationship. Totally. Um, and on the other hand, uh, the other side of that, mm. if it doesn't feel right after a certain amount of time, then mm-hmm. you have every right to say, hey, I don't think this is my definition of love. I don't right. think this is fulfilling what I think I need. You you set all of your boundaries. You For set sure. all of your desires. And uh, we just want to make sure you feel like that you have agency to do that and, sure. and have a good time. Like, we're happy. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, five months into your first relationship. That's amazing. Hell yeah. I mean, you're asking yourself the right questions, too. Like, right. Right? Like, is this what love feels like? Am I, like, being available to my partner? Am I being supportive in the ways right. that I should be? Is this genuine? Right, exactly. Those are the right questions to yeah, be asking. totally. Like, it proves that you are, you are sort of moving through this in a healthy way. But yeah. just let yourself feel. Like, I, I feel like I can tell from your letter that you are a thinker. Like, you are... Th- thinking this through, Mm -hmm. maybe now is the time to sort of just rest in those feelings and see where they lead you. Yeah, totally. Maybe let's end on some concrete, because sometimes I do think like, what are my feelings for this person? And it's Mm -hmm. not as intuitive as my heart wants it to be. Like it feels a little convoluted. So like, Sam, can you tell me like something about Peter that you, how you know you love him? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Every night before he goes to bed, Peter takes the toaster out of the cupboard and puts it on the, the table for me because he knows I like toast in the morning. God, he's such a good man. I know. And y'all, you don't know this, but he he goes into, like, Sam reads before bed, and he Sam goes to bed before him, and Peter will come in and read next to Sam until Sam falls asleep, and then he'll come out and, like, watch TV until he's ready to go to bed, yep. which I think is the fucking cutest <laughs> bullshit i've ever seen my entire life (laughs) which is not to say that my relationship is perfect let's be clear about that but like those are the moments where i i'm like i can tell that that's the way that right peter is expressing his love to me through acts of service totally through quality time totally and i am feeling that and i love that and i love that about him yeah and i just we have things that we are working through but i wouldn't Yeah. Like, I don't see myself being with any other person. For me, Jennifer, something that, like, is a test of love to me is when somebody lets me be really vulnerable around Mm -hmm. them. What I do for work as a poet, there's always a level of vulnerability, but, like, who I am stripped down by myself, like, talking one-on-one with, say, Sam, Mm -hmm. is not who I am on stage at all. And um, so it takes a lot for me to be able to be to, to strip down all of those layers and mm-hmm. be my true, authentic, vulnerable self around people. And when somebody makes me feel safe enough to do that, uh, that's that's, that's really meaningful to me. Also, one of the things that I love that I was just reading about today is like this ability to talk about your emotions without having to explain why you feel them. Mm. So you're like, this thing about you upsets me and makes me mad. Mm-hmm. And that's all you have to say without like the... So like you need to fix it or like it's just the space to be able to feel those things and know that regardless of regardless of that, you are still going to be together. Like that is something that I love about being able to communicate in that way with Peter. Yeah, I love that. So, Jennifer, this is um, a question that only you can answer, but hopefully we gave you some insight um, and some freedom to just explore what you're feeling. Uh, We love you and we hope your relationship goes really well. We have faith that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, trust your inner compass. That's right. Thanks, Jennifer. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering 
partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Great. So our next question comes from Reese. In Long Beach, California, Uh, Reese writes, my girlfriend broke up with me last summer and I did the no contact rule for as long as I could until Mm -hmm. this month. I texted her and she responded back, but the messages from her are kind of friendly and sometimes not, even though we are talking about neutral things like what we're up to, etc. I miss her a lot and she agreed to meet me soon in person. My main goal is to reconnect. Over this period of time, I have learned to be more reflective of my negative traits and my compulsiveness. The one thing I have issues controlling is my jealousy. I fear that she will say things that make me upset. How can I channel that energy and remain positive if things don't turn out the way I would want it to in the meetup? Hmm. Okay, Reese, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam and I talked about this at, upon first reading your letter And we're going to suggest something that maybe you don't want to hear, but we'll kind of explore it and see how you feel about it. We actually think that maybe you shouldn't meet up with her Mm -hmm. because it from from what you've shared with us, it doesn't necessarily sound like she is overly enthusiastic about meeting up with you or or at least like she's not putting in her share of the work Mm -hmm. to regain or rebuild. And most importantly, um, she will inevitably say something that makes you feel uncomfortable or jealous and it's just not going to, I want you to remain positive. I want you to keep this, keep this self growth up, but you know, jealousy is hard. Jealousy is a bitch. It really is. But you have to, have to, have to put those feelings aside. For sure. And you have to, most importantly, Reese, you need to know that you can go and meet up with this person and be a hundred percent confident that you can be their friend completely mm-hmm. without any expectations of anything else before mm-hmm. you meet up with them again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, just making sure that you, if you're afraid of being jealous, then 
maybe don't put yourself in the position to let yourself down with those emotions. We're not shaming jealousy. Hey, jealousy is the most human feeling ever. But you yourself say that like you really struggle with it and you're afraid that you will get upset. For sure. Well, and I think one of the things that we learn as we sort of progress in our in our journey to be healthy and whole is that sometimes you need to not put yourself in situations that yes. are going to be triggering. Yes. And so especially if if there's negativity around yourself or if you are sort of someone who beats up on yourself a lot. Yeah. Avoiding those situations where where you know that the react your reaction is going to be something that you are going to be disappointed in, I think is super important. And I I would just fear that that you sort of know going in right now that she is going to say something that's going to upset you. And that is not, that's not a way to, to progress towards your goal of being healthy, of being less negative, of working on yourself. And so it just, just concerns me just in, in sort of how much time and effort and energy you're putting into this and what are you going to get out of it, which might only just be feeling really bad afterwards. Right. Um, And let's be clear, like we don't know from your letter what she has put into this uh, reconnection. You say that she's kind of friendly, but sometimes not. To me, that sounds like she's trying to be intentionally neutral or even Mm -hmm. frigid. And when I do that, when I perfectly punctuate my text messages... Uh, you know, my ex used to say, like, I always know when you're mad when you respond in really short text messages <laughs> in lowercase. Um, I know, weird. But like, so. No, I've, no I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It's the I'm fine text. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When someone keeps talking to you and you're like, I don't want this person to necessarily be out of my life, but I'm also like mad at them. Yeah. Like she might just... be trying to keep you at a distance, Reese, right. is what yep. we're saying. Yep. And hey, this meetup might go really well. We're not um it's hard to give somebody advice that goes against their desires. Mm. But I think what we want to talk about is the idea that you, you know, you use the word compulsiveness, which is something I really relate to, Reese. Um I struggle with obsessive thoughts and compulsivity and when I think about the connection of jealousy and compulsiveness, mm. they're so they go so hand in hand yeah, for sure. because it's the idea, you know, compulsive thoughts. You want to control everything. Yep. You your anxiety rises when you have no control. And and here's the kicker, Reese, is that you you don't have the control. It, you don't have control over this ex right now. Not, no. And I don't mean that in a negative controlling way. I'm yep. not uh, in, implying anything about your dynam- dynamic was un- unhealthy, but that I know that from my own compulsiveness, putting myself in a situation in which I didn't feel 100% empowered to control my compulsive thoughts, mm. I'm, I'm not sure if I could show up and be the person that my ex would want me to be. Absolutely. And I and I just think jealousy and compulsiveness go so hand in hand because jealousy is all about mm-hmm. obsessive thoughts and and worry and anxiety and insecurity. For sure. And that just is a, a witch's brew. Yeah. Um and, and we want you to be successful, right? We want you to be whole and feel wonderful. And and you do say that your goal of this is for reconnection. Um but if you want to reconnect, if you truly want to reconnect uh, you can't bring jealousy into that relationship. Right. Uh, have right. you dealt with jealousy in your relationship, Sam? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you son of a bitch. I'm just, so, uh, I'm not a super jealous person I have in Reese, general. so we're cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've had it for sure. I've had instances of jealousy. Um, but I... Okay. You're a pretty I even mean, keel person. Yeah, for sure. And I... I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, I had, I've, I had, I've had issues with jealousy, but that was because like it was him and he like had actively cheated on me. And so therefore, like the jealousy was like founded. Yeah. But I'm generally a pretty trusting person until yeah. you mess it up. Yeah. So for me, jealousy was all about um, feeling insecure mm-hmm. and, and also maybe some emotional manipulation on their part or some. Yep. Unhealthy behaviors on their part or even my own, like, you know, being like, well, what would I do in this situation? And for me, jealousy, I just realized how toxic it is and how it 
it really poisons your brain mm -hmm. and it makes you ruin things really yeah. you know it makes you po it poisons your relationships and don't get me wrong like i think that <laughs> life is going to happen and there are going to be situations that make you uncomfortable like yes. somebody's going to hit on peter one day because he's sure. a fine ass piece of man <laughs> It's it has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and but but what we're saying, Reese, is that if you were to be in, put in a position in which you were to make uh, uh, she was to make you feel jealous, you have to know that you have all of the tools to unpack that jealousy by yourself. Yep. it's not on her anymore. That's right. Unfortunately, which is really hard, and that and that builds the upset. Like that adds to obsessive thoughts is the idea that you feel like you have to unpack it all yourself. So I, I just sure. want to say. This is hard advice to give because I really I feel for this. And I, too, have ended relationships or had had people leave me and then reconnected with them in hopes of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And so I know that pressure. I know I know what you're carrying in your heart right now. Yep. And it's a lot of pressure to, like, be perfect, you yep. know, for yep. one cup of coffee or one glass of wine yep. to try to prove to these people that you're not who you were when you were with them. Absolutely. And that. So I think that is our, our recommendation is that maybe you don't go through with this. I think if you decide that you want to, you're going to have to spend some time preparing for this. Yeah. Sort of decompressing afterwards to really make sure that you are thinking about what happened in a way that is healthy and that doesn't get into the cycle of self-blame, compulsion, yes. jealousy. How, how are you setting yourself up for success in this by maybe not expecting a great reconnection, but just at least understanding that your goal was to put yourself out there yeah, to try again and then step back and say, whatever happens, though, I have to be OK with that. Yeah, I want to end on that. I want to end on like, so if you decide to do this, because at the end of the day, Sam and I support you. We're just giving you our like measly opinion For sure. from people who don't know the situation at all. No. But <laughs> if you do choose to meet up with her. I do think that a certain action plan is in place mm. or like needs to be put in place, meaning you need to prep yourself at the beginning that she owes you nothing. Yep. You owe her nothing. Yep. Right. You yep. just owe each other like human decency mm. and po and and politeness. Mm -hmm. You need to be prepared for her to be, quote unquote, friendly the way she is in her texts. And maybe withholding or angry, like maybe she feels hurt or resentful. Right. right. And, she and might what, be cold too. Right. And I mean, what will that trigger in you? Yep. Another thing you need to prepare for is her being friendly and perfect and wonderful and flirtatious and her still not wanting to reconcile mm. with you. Yep. Absolutely. And so you just have, you need to settle everything in your heart so that you know whatever the outcome, you can walk away from that meetup exactly. feeling really positive about how you interacted. That's right. Regardless of how shitty your heart will feel. You yep. know, like, it's, I think there's a difference between being heartbroken and being um, toxic. Yep, for right. sure. So, Reese, we are rooting for you. We, we are. We Feel your genuineness through the letter. We know that your feelings and your your self growth are real, and we're rooting for you to, to continue on this journey. And we trust you to make the right decision for you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, we Reese. You. We love you. All right. Uh, next up, this is one of my favorite letters <laughs> I've ever gotten. <laughs> Primarily because this person's name they wrote in is just love sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> love sex ass is writing from the uh, twin cities love it and they say so i am a 20 year 20 years old and i have been out of the closet for about two years i haven't had a real relationship yet but this last spring i came pretty close at least i thought my friends convinced me to follow this girl that i have a crush on at college for like a year to my surprise she actually followed me back right away and dm'd me about my band and that she really vibed with it long story short we matched on bumble that night started mm -hmm. Talking and actually started talking and hanging out uh, for like a month and a half. The kicker was there's always a kicker, Sam. Always. <laughs> if there the, wasn't a kicker, they wouldn't be writing to us. Yeah. If there wasn't a kicker, there wouldn't be a game. Get it like a soccer? No? no. All right. Excellent. Good work. Yeah. Our editor can edit that out. <laughs> the kicker was that she was going to. Uh, she was leaving to go across the country for a summer for the summer for an internship. We sort of left it that we were going to do our own thing this summer, but stay connected, stay in contact and then see what happens in the fall. 
Well, the first few weeks uh, were fine, and then she started being really hot and cold. One second distancing and not responding, and one second telling me that I don't need to have a Tinder because I had her, Mm. saying she was needy and triple texting me. I really tried my best to be consistent by my my overbearing, never spamming her with texts or suffocating her. But after she ghosted me for like a week and started posting pics cuddling with this other girl and picks a freaking Robert Frost quotes about being in love with this other girl out of anger and confusion. I ended everything with her and cut ties to which she said, Mm. quote, I'm sorry I came down here and really fell for this girl, but I didn't feel obligated to tell you because we aren't dating and me and this girl aren't dating dot dot dot. (laughs) All caps but I can't stop thinking about her. I know she is dating this girl now, but part of me can't stop holding out a little bit of hope that things will pick up in the fall i'm so hung up on this girl but i'm sure uh, but i'm not sure keeping the string attached to her is the healthiest thing to do well love sucks ass you're sure right it isn't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, accurate yeah yeah sorry to laugh at your pain but you're just so charming in your letter (laughs) i was like i just want to know this person so bad i know i know (laughs) um yo Good job on hashtag block, 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 blocking that ass. That's right. Yeah. Yo, we hate her. <laughs> like our second note on our on our episode notes literally is in all caps. Sam wrote, hate her. <laughs> because this person did the typical like emotionally manipulative ghosting thing sure. where it's like that ghost, that person didn't just die and turn into a ghost and go away. Yep. But instead they did like the fake out death that happens in like Shakespearean theater when they're yeah. like, I'm dying. But, but I'm, I'm back, back again <laughs> <laughs> to fuck with you. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Okay. Sure. Like you agreed to not be dating during the summer, but like, Come on. Have some human decency. Seriously. Like, don't don't string someone along and then stop talking to them and then start posting pictures of you and another person without, like, talking to the person right. first. Right. And here's the thing. It's, it's the fact that she strung you along. It's the yeah. fact that she was like, don't go on Tinder because I want to bone you. And Which, by the way, if you're not dating, is an unreasonable demand. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you ghost. <laughs> Um, and I think it's particularly shitty, not just that she ghosted, but that she turned it back around on you. Yes. Like, here's the thing. You guys weren't dating, so technically she had a right to find somebody else. She should have been more communicative about it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But she had a right because you guys weren't dating and things happen and people are complicated and whatever. Oh, for sure. But she does not have a right to be pissed that you're hurt about it. No. Like, I hate her shitty little message that's like, um, you don't have a right to be angry because it's like, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Uh-huh. I know. Triggering. <laughs> So, yeah, we just uh, hate her. I mean, it's we just, don't because she's just a human and she's doing sure. the best she's that she doing... can with the knowledge and experience that she has at this right. moment. She's but just trying to live her life. We don't like the way she's living it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we also want to say that both Sam and I um, we have, have ghosted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We need to have an accountability moment and say that, like, yes, yeah, so to all of my exes that yeah. are listening to this right now, and we know you are. <laughs> I'm acknowledging the fact that I fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, Sam, I'm going to just admit that, like, I'm a human garbage bag. Right. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like a dumpster fire. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And we have done the ghosting. For sure. And but we're also, sorry about that. Then we deserved to be, like, left in the dust. That's the thing, is that, like, if you treat someone shitty, just fuck them. Fuck them. No, I'm sorry. That <laughs> nope. was my speech impediment. <laughs> bad advice. Fucking own up to it and just yes. let them have their space. So, love sucks ass. We want to say sorry. Yeah. I want to say that you deserve, like, a real girlfriend that's going to show up for mm-hmm. you. That's not going to be posting Robert Frost quotes about some other girl. Yeah, Robert like, Frost is not that good of a poet either. I mean, right? he's fine. No, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But, like, you don't, you don't deserve what is happening to you in this. You deserve something way better. Yeah. And so, like, just let her go and, like, be bad to other people. Yeah, reclaim your time. Absolutely. It's okay to miss people who are bad to us. Oh, absolutely. And we all do. We, 
all do because we put people on pedestals and we mm. want them to be something that they're not. And it's mm-hmm. okay to miss the idea of someone. Oh, for sure. It's okay to miss someone who has since changed and you miss the good parts of them. Yep. But guess what? It's August now. Summer's almost over and you need to go out and meet some cutie at a coffee shop. That's right. A Taylor the Latte Girl, a ta- if you will. <laughs> yeah. You need to go dancing at the queer dance party at First Ave yep. um, called Daddy. It was really fun. Great plug. Um, <laughs> you need to accept that this type of emotional manipulation is not something that goes away easily and mm. is if if you're asking us for how to like let go of her or like you know I'm st- I'm still thinking about a future with her like honey that's a red flag to yeah. me because what's going to happen after this say this and her you know this boo this person and their Robert the Frost Robert the Frost Robert the Frost uh, Robert the Frost man <laughs> Robert the Frost man boo <laughs> Uh, sounds like a terrible horror movie. <laughs> um, okay, so her Robert Frost boo, they break up because, I don't know, she was emotionally garbage to them, too. And they and this person comes back to Minneapolis and is like, hey, What's up? JK, I want to get with you again. You know, we weren't together. It was a break, so says Ross. <laughs> um what how can you how can you see past the shittiness? Right. You can't really come back from that. Yeah. I mean you can't, but you've only you were only dating for like a month before. Like Which that's is, a yeah. That's a lot of baggage to put on yourself for a relationship that has been so brief and that has had yeah. so much distance. And in here's it. the reality, like again, we learn how to love people by loving people and we learn that people are disappointing by oh, being sure. right. disappointed by people or disappointing them. Like we are never our best selves all the time. Right. And so I don't want you this I don't want this to color your dating experience so much that you're like, man, love sucks ass. <laughs> because I mean it totally does. <laughs> but this homie, like this person just was shitty. Yep. This person was the quintessential ghost and girl who fucks with your emotions and 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 let me speak from the perspective of this girl like there was a time in my life that i really needed to define myself by other people's desire and affection for me Mm -hmm. and it and it makes me honestly love sucks ass it makes me pity this girl that you have feelings for because I can imagine her sense of self is so underdeveloped and undernurtured mm. that she feels like she needs to suck all of the identity and affection from the people around her to make her feel better. And that might be a little harsh, but like that's yeah. what that was, I just described my early 20s. Sure. <laughs> you know, like that's just who I was. So true. Right? I mean, and, not you, but like both of us at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> We're no, going you saw the shit. worst of me. <laughs> um, it's so, a, Go ahead. No, I just want to say like, so give yourself permission to miss her because yep. that's legit. And by like not giving yourself permission, that just makes it like that just drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. So like that's going to make it so much harder to let go of her. Mm-hmm. But give yourself permission to m- miss her. Recognize the fact that she is now dating another girl and like the Named time Robert and en- the Frostman. <laughs> <laughs> and you just don't want to expend the time and energy on that and find someone out there. Yeah. Hang out with your friends. Do fun things. Go dancing. Do, do the what quintessential you need. X thing where you like burn pictures. Oh, Honestly, sure. people do that because ritual has meaning. Yeah. You know, yep. think about the new year. Like it's not a new like by calendar. It's a new year, but you don't walk through a magical threshold. We right. do those types of rituals to give ourselves a clean start. Absolutely. So like, so, like burn like, down whatever you need to. But like not a building. Not her house or, or her car. <laughs> Or her shed. Like, burn pictures of her if you need to, but, like, outside where there's plenty of, like, ventilation. <laughs> Sam is really afraid <laughs> that we're going to get a lawsuit someday. Like, some one of y'all's exes is going to, like, sue us because we empowered you guys so much that one of you, like, you know, commits arsonry. <laughs> Please don't do that. Arsonry um, is what I said? Yeah, no, it's not that. God, it's arson how for many sure. words am I going to mispronounce here? Arson. If you can tell, this is entirely unscripted. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, love sucks ass. You don't suck ass. No, you're awesome. And we love you. Absolutely. We want to be friends with you. Yeah. Please have an, a wonderful summer. Seriously. And and do yourself the favor and, and stop giving this girl so much of your energy. Absolutely. She doesn't deserve it. Awesome. So we are on our last question. This question comes from Lee, who's writing from 
MD, which Maryland. I believe is Maryland. <laughs> a medical doctor, okay? <laughs> we want to give a quick trigger warning to this letter. Yes. Just for non-consensual relationships. Absolutely. I identify as a lesbian. I was very drunk at a bar with my friend who was complaining about his latest breakup. I was flirting with him, and we went back to his place where he started listing things he wanted to do to me. I was trying to nicely say no, but I had to get mean. Things went farther than I wanted them to go. Essentially, I got pretty triggered, and I ran away from him. I haven't talked, or we haven't talked since, but I've heard he's a crying mess. I have to work with him at camp later this summer, and I'm basically wondering how I move past this. How, or do I owe him an apology for kind of leading him on? Should I talk to him again? Am I allowed to be upset about this? Holy. Holy. Um, yeah, let me just start. One, you are absolutely allowed to be upset by this. 100%. And I want to start by saying I don't care how much you were flirting with him. Nope. I don't care if he was lonely. I don't care if you showed up butt-ass naked to his house. Yep. If you told him you didn't want to do something, yep. absolutely cross the line. Oh, absolutely. That is the definition of non-consensual. And also, you know, for the listeners, like, uh, consent can be nonverbal, too. Um, and the lack of consent, right? So it's Absolutely. not just about that, the fact that you said no, but I want you, I want to give you permission right now to pack up the ideas that you owe him anything for being flirtatious. I want you to, and in that suitcase, I also want you to throw in any shame that you have about flirting with him because guess what? We're humans and we interact and we exchange energy and sure. you did nothing wrong that night by Absolutely just not. being an authentic person. Yep. You didn't lead him on. Right. You didn't lead him astray. Right. And he is the person who wronged you. He Absolutely. is the person who crossed the line tonight, that night, not you. Absolutely. And I will say that as a person who has also experienced sexual assault, like I invited the dude over. Mm -hmm. Like I asked him to hang over with like probably the undercurrent that we were going to have sex. Mm -hmm. But when it happened, I said no. Absolutely. It was still sexual assault. Absolutely. Like, and and from in order to heal from this, that is what I had to learn, that it was not my fault. That right. I, any of the things that I did did not give him permission to do what he did to me. Right. And that is the only way that I have found to be able to work through this and figure out how to heal from it. So you need to know that if if all you did was flirt with him, like then then and it's your fault, then that means that like <laughs> Me, who invited him over, like, brought him into my bedroom, like, that that makes it my fault, too, right? Right, like, which it's not. Right, exactly. So, like, flirting with someone does not allow them to cross the line with you. Right. And we also want to—Sam and I definitely want to note that— we don't want to add any titles to your experience. Um, we're not claiming to know exactly what happened to you. But we do want to say that— I think our culture wants things like sexual assault to be black and white. Yep. They want it to be a stranger in the bushes. For they sure. want it to be penetration. Yep. They want the the victim to be sober and fight back, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is sexual assault, sexual violence, the plethora of things that fall under that umbrella, non-consensual activity, yep. it's just never black and white. Right. It's just it, our human desire to have things like fit into categories is so hurtful. Yep. And the reality is this was non-consensual. Mm -hmm. This he crossed a physical, emotional line with you yep. and he betrayed your trust and he betrayed your friendship. And so we're, we're not trying to put a title on things. So when we say things like sexual assault, please identify however you see fit. Yep. Um but we also want to I think it's important to point out that like people want things like sexual assault and rape to be very easy to categorize. And yep. they're just not just like love. Just how just how every question we get here every week is different. Mm -hmm. um, physical interactions, non-consensual interactions, they look different all the time. And we just want to validate your experience. Right. And we don't want to put you into a category that you don't want to be in. But that's. Without the details of what happened, right? We're just sort of making inferences here, and we're validating your experience that yep. you that you said no. And here's the thing, too. Uh, I think so often we 
as humans, we as women, we feel like we always have to be nice. Mm. We have to be polite. We have to usher people people into their understandings or sure. in, uh, understanding of things or their growth. And you said I I was trying to be nice and uh, but I had to get mean. And I just want to say, Lee, that's okay. Yep. Guess what? Like the world is requires us to be things other than nurturing. For sure. And that means that you were defending yourself yep. you were strong and you had every right to get mean yep. fuck this man's feelings like fuck yeah. this man like let me get angry for a second Go like get your sh- get your fucking shit together and don't be a fucking shitty person to your friend just because your heart is broken yeah uh i just i don't know what it's gonna take for this to stop being an issue in our world like i mm-hmm. honestly think sexual assault is like the oldest war we've ever fought as people. Mm. It has been used in every war ever from the beginning of time. And it's used to, to it's about power. And, and so this man, he was feeling heartbroken. He wanted comfort from you. He wanted you to be something that you weren't for him. And when you didn't want to be that, he, he tried to force it. And that's about power. That's about him using his power to make himself feel better and just fuck that man. Like I have, I have no space for him in my life right now. Absolutely. And you, you have the right to be mean because sometimes meanness is the only thing that men will listen to. Yes. Because here's the thing. Because it's so unexpected because men expect women to be so nice all the time. Right. And other people's growth does not have to be at your expense. Absolutely. And so my, so reading through this, this idea that he is, he is out there crying that he feels really bad. Great. That's great. That has nothing to do with you. What hap- What? What is for you is what he did to you, is right. your own trauma in this moment, is your own experience, the and your things own that un- you need to work through. understanding of it, yeah. Right? You don't need to care about him and how sad he is right now. And his growth, because guess what? He has shown you what he wants from you, what he needs from you. And you don't have to give that to him. Like Mm. right now he feels bad because he fucking fucked up, man. Like, yes, you you fucked up. Yep. You know? And again, going back to the gray area, I understand that this doesn't make this person a bad person. Mm. That's the other part of the fucking black and white area of, of this issue is that we, we want all pe- predators and people who act non-consensually to be bad people. Mm. And here's the thing. They're not. Right. They're our friends. For sure. They're our family members. They're, yep. our, they're our homies. They're our fucking politicians and our coaches. Yep. And he is on his own journey. And I'm not—obviously, I'm not cond- uh, condoning him at all or forgiving him even. even but, like, uh, maybe it's this, like— angry woman in me but i'm glad that he's feeling bad because then at least it shows remorse at least he knows he fucked up but that's not on you to carry i think uh, so often as women or as people with hearts like we're nurturers we just Mm want to be like oh i'm sorry for making you hurt look at you growing and especially for men we have such low fucking (laughs) bars for men Mm -hmm. we're like oh you feel bad for for crossing a physical line with someone here's a fucking gold star and i'm gonna forgive you guess what that's not enough for me yep sorry lee for getting so worked up no and i'm and i'm with you and i you know i i don't want to say i condone i mean i don't condone anything that he does and i do feel some empathy for him or some pity for him but again that's not for you to carry carry right that's that's on him to figure out on his own time he needs to learn how to come to grips with what he did. He needs to be better in the future. Period. He needs to f- learn to forgive himself for what he did, but like that's so not So that you. he can hold himself accountable. That's right. right. That's right. That but that's not on you. What is on you is is working through what happens and and figuring out how you can understand it, how you can continue to be happy and healthy and whole and do yeah. what you need to do to take care of yourself and just not take care of him yeah and i want to like shift the tone a little because i also know that when talking about these topics like sometimes anger like my anger can also be triggering right like so i just want to acknowledge that and apologize for getting worked up but you know i feel defensive of you all of the people who are writing and i feel like my heart um goes out to everyone so i want to shift the energy and just say like it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. how common of a story this is Lee and I'm really sorry that this is a part of your summer's narrative absolutely and really I'm I'm sorry that you had to see your friend like that 
that like that it not it not only put you in an uncomfortable physical mm-hmm. situation, but that it probably ruined a friendship as well. Sure. And and so you're mourning multiple things right now. And yep. I just wanna I just wanna hug you and maybe light his house on fire. Yeah. Arsonry. <laughs> <laughs> so you absolutely have the right to be upset about this. And here's the here's the last thing that I want to end on. I know you're going to have to see him this summer. We want to end with you owe him nothing. You don't even owe him politeness. Um, you owe him whatever you feel like in your heart is what you want to give him. Yep. Um, you no more and no less. And I only say that because like Sam and I always joke about the black, 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 black thing. Yep. And I and I confession time i told sam that i took his advice but the truth is and sam knows this so the truth is i took it like 95 percent. like i have blocked an ex and i have said i've reached out to them once because i needed to say x y and z to them yep. um and i and i knew that i knew that that's what i needed to do in my heart that i needed to draw really hard boundaries but that they they might be a little flexible mm-hmm. according to my own desires. And and I say all of that to say to you, Lee, um, whatever you feel, if you want to have one conversation with him, that is your right. If you mm-hmm. want to rebuild a friendship with him, we mm-hmm. support you. Yep. If you want to forgive him and be his friend again, yep. we, we believe in you. We support you. We see you. And we want everything in your life to feel aligned and empowered. Absolutely. Our concern is about you. Right. You being as healthy, as whole as you can be. Right. And whatever that looks like for you is is what it needs to look like. Right. And so it's going to be, I mean, this this is going to be a rough when you're at camp together. Like, I'm just going to, like, say yeah. that out. Like, it's probably going to be pretty triggering to yeah. be around him. So And just difficult. It's oh, just for sure. difficult to see people who hurt us. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And so just figure out what you need to do to feel like you have the closure that you need, that you have the the strength to heal Tools that you need. and support system. Absolutely. And just just take care of yourself at this moment. Don't don't worry about him. Worry about you because that's that's who Sierra and I are. Mhm. Are rooting for. Rooting for. Yeah. And maybe uh one last thing before we wrap up is if you know someone on staff that you feel safe enough to mm. maybe reveal what happened yeah. to, only if you feel safe, only if you consent to this, but it might it might be beneficial for you and your heart to feel like you have an ally yep. at this camp, to for feel sure. like you have somebody who you can go to and you don't have to explain why you don't want to be in the same room with him or you don't yep. have to explain anything. Just somebody who's on your side sure. who feels like maybe could be your advocate for that time working together. No, absolutely. And I think that's actually super important because you do need a network of support in yeah. this moment because... So much of this all gets tied up in he said, he said, she said. So mm-hmm. having someone there to help you to be the one that you talk to when you are upset yeah. is going to be is super important. And I have friends that when they see the person that assaulted me will like walk me out of the room so that I don't have to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, And that is just great. And it's it's helpful for me because I don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah. But, but that is something that that has been super helpful and might be something that you should should think about as you Go into this space where you know he's going to be there. Yeah, totally. Lee, we love you. We love you. We believe in you. And so much of that work happened, like shame comes up in your head when this Mm. stuff goes on. And we just want you to know that you have nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, we see you and we believe you. Absolutely. And we love you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for that wonderful episode. We're still so grateful for all the letters that keep coming in. Every episode, we talk about something that we want to set you up with it. We call it our blind date. Uh, And this episode, we want to set you up with. I want to set you up with the Netflix documentary. Well, it might not be made by Netflix, but it's on Netflix. It's called The Mask You Live In. Mm. And this is a documentary about masculinity and about how our society raises boys and what sort of constructs we pit them up against. And Mm -hmm. I find this wildly fascinating. I think that the key to unpacking patriarchy isn't just empowering girls. You have to 
um, deconstruct all the limitations we put on boys and yeah. their um, gender and gender identity. And the idea of masculinity itself is just like toxic masculinity is everywhere. Absolutely. Um, and ruining everything <laughs> and shitting all over the house. Oh, always. Yeah. Just and um, I, this documentary I found to be really well-rounded, well-informed, and just really touching. It's called The Mask You Live In, Live In and it's on Netflix. And I will put it in the show links. So you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can also slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship meme. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and also leave us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Are we calling out some people? Yeah, I want to say thank you to Mackenzie uh, Derm, a Derm, a Derm, Mackenzie. Mackenzie, hey. Really? <laughs> Half of this bit is me just fucking up the names. Uh, the next one person I want to say thank you to is a great name, which is Melissicus Flickus. 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 Melissa Flickus. Speech impediment. Um, I want to say thank you to Guitar Hero Duh, to Sid Nastier, to Mina, to Whoopty. And to Bex22, thank you so much for rating and review, reviewing our podcast. Those are all, those are all great screen names. I know. They really A-plus material this week. Sounded like, I don't know, like a troop of like circus dogs or something. Yeah. Like really, really talented ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Beautiful ones as well. Like, like a five-star circus, not like a Oh, yeah. Like not a like a hole. creepy one. No. Like, like A1 circus, like Cirque du Soleil shit okay uh these reviews are awesome they help us keep the lights on and they help us reach more broken-hearted souls who need two random strangers to give them relationship advice yes and our original music recording editing by our friend big cats make sure to check out his podcast the what if podcast and remember when it comes to matters of the heart we think that so much of it is wrapped up in the uncontrolled the unknown We feel like our emotions are beyond us, and we feel like there's no way we can get our head and our heart on the same page. But the truth is, you are made up of life itself. You are made up of a hundred decisions every moment. You are made up of the people around you who love and support you. And you have all of the tools right now in your back pocket that you need to make the right healthy choices for yourself. Tomorrow, you can wake up and say, I want to let this person go. Tomorrow, you can wake up and say, I will draw healthy boundaries from the people who hurt me. And tomorrow, you can wake up and say, I will no longer let my emotions control my actions. I am going to grant myself the permission to have a response instead of a reaction. And I'm going to do this head and heart work because I deserve better because the people I love deserve better and because I want to contribute more of a healthy love to the world. But if all else fails... Just break up.